Hello everyone, I am Georgia, and in this podcast I'm going to be talking about how different advantages can get a student into college football. For any student or child, the football pipeline, meaning the process and journey for any football player, typically starts with playing at a young age. Whether this be joining a private club or starting to play football through your school, some students start playing sports for fun and some start to make a career for themselves. No matter the intentions of the student, the price of keeping a child in a sport like football for years on end can be expensive. One in five families of an elite high school athlete spend $1,000 a month on sports. When recruiting a student athlete to play football on a college team, there are many aspects of this student that are considered. On the more obvious side, teams are assessing a student's football statistics, such as how many touchdowns the player has made, how much time an athlete plays in the game, the position, etc. However, sports are known to make it easier for any given student to get into a good school. For example, say you're applying to UCLA as an average student. You would need about a 1300 or above on your SAT score. For a male student athlete, you would only need about a 998 which is quite jarring. Um, A student who is applying to a prestigious university or even an Ivy League school would try their best to highlight as many positive things about themselves as they can. People recommend you work at an internship or do community service as a leg up when applying to college. These average students are focusing on as many things as they can to try and create a lengthy application for themselves to stand out. But when applying as any type of athlete, those students are only focusing on the sport they play. Grades and SAT scores, etc., are only seen as busy work or maybe even things taking up their focus away from their sport. But these specific applicants already have the leg up. Using UCLA as our example school, the percentage of regular students to get in is 2.6, and for a football player, the percentage is 61.2. And you may be wondering why universities are so eager for athletes. Let's take a look at how much money football as a sport is really bringing in. The 20 most profitable college football programs make around $900 million combined after expenses. For select colleges, athletic programs bring in big money, media rights, ticket sales, branding, and direct program donations to total in millions of dollars. So as we've learned, revenue can be a big factor for schools looking for athletes. Not only is it the money, but the attention. When a school is thriving in sports, that school is guaranteed more attention. Being a student coming from a wealthier family can also give you a leg up. The youth sports pipelines come with a certain pay-to-play aspect. These pipelines exclude lower-income families. For example, it takes money to attend showcase tournaments to get in front of recruiters. So where do the wealthy family advantages come in with athletics? The advantage varies from sport and athletic division, but is almost universal within higher education. For example, sociologist David Karen has documented how attendance at expensive boarding schools gives wealthier students an admissions advantage to Ivy League universities. As a quote from the Washington Post says, Colleges also benefit by admitting more students early, since those students are not part of acceptance rate calculations. The result is a lower acceptance rate, which inflates the school's perceived selectivity. This, in turn, spurs an increase in future applications which further lowers the acceptance rate and, again, increases perceived selectivity without any objective changes in this actual quality of teaching and research. 
As you can tell, there are many advantages for getting into college as an athlete and different advantages for different athletes when getting into college. I am now going to share a little bit of the interview that I had with a student who played throughout high school. Hello, Marcus. Thanks for joining us today and answering a few questions. Um, I wanted to start off by asking you, how many years did you play football and when did you stop? I played about 10 years of football, and I stopped my senior year. Of high school? Yes. And did you ever picture football as a career option? Did you think about playing in college? I did see it as a career option um, when I was younger. I always thought of going to the NFL and playing professionally. Um, I did want to go to college because, I mean, you usually only get prospected when you're in college. It makes it a lot difficult to just walk on to a NFL team. I mean, I could walk on now if I wanted to and if I was in shape and still tried, but it makes it a lot more difficult than a person that's in college that has still been getting stats and working out and has, like, a coach that is talking to another NFL coach being like, hey, this player is good. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, what do you think held you back from wanting to join a college team or even being um, recruited to a college team? I think the high school that I went to, um, we weren't that good. We were in a low division, so we weren't getting watched as much as a, a team in Colorado as a in a higher division rank. Right. And what school was that? Boulder High. Okay. And I think also we didn't. We went through multiple coaches. We didn't really have one set base coach and the coaches we had didn't really have the connections into colleges like other coaches have where they're probably in the NFL, probably went to a good college or they just have the connections to other coaches in colleges where they want you to be. Gotcha. So you think that being in a specific high school, being on a good high school team has a lot to do with getting to a good college team? Yes. And you think that if you had a better chance at a different high school team, you would have probably pursued uh, football as a career choice? Yes. Interesting. And what are your views on being a student coming from a wealthier family getting into college football? Mm, I think it's a lot easier because they have um well let's start this off most likely if you're wealthy or known around you have a lot more connections than a than a normal person right so most people they have the connections where they can tell a college coach or tell someone that knows someone in in their in that college or some college that there's a prospect kid that they should be looking at or oh i see so you think having kind of like your way in or having connections to coaches or hire up people in the sport gives you a much better shot. Yeah. Interesting. And you think like obviously there's a like a football pipeline, right? You start at your youth and you go up from there. Not a lot of people who start football their freshman year of high school will necessarily make it to the a college team, right? You think that playing as a younger aged person gives you more of a leg up because you get more practice um no i think it's pretty 
pretty equal. I mean, it depends on what you were doing when you were younger. Like, maybe if you were part of, like, an elite, an elite football club. Right. Where you're paying, obviously, like, three grand for your kid to just play football for your club, for a club when they're younger. It definitely does, because most of those are, like, usually owned by people that are part of like recruiting people like right so that's where wealth kind of plays in right you gotta be paying for your child to play the sport for a while from the interview it's interesting to see a player's point of view something i personally didn't realize before getting the chance to talk with marcus was how your high school team also plays a role in your chances of getting into a good college team and i guess that's just another aspect of the pipeline I wanted to thank all my listeners and hope you gained some insight about college football.